G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 60 years of family culture. Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime. The Isuzu MUX is born to tow. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. Welcome to NRL Crunch Time. This is NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Robson Civil. Over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience. Visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. Welcome back to our listeners across the SEN network. Remember, you can join the conversation throughout today's show. Call one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. Oh, was that your phone, James? <laughs> oh. Looking at you, so I'm and looking you at can you. Text. <laughs> <laughs> you can text us. Don't text James. He hasn't got his phone on silent. Text 0457 I'm Jaleesa Raps. Welcome to Steve O'Keefe and James Magnuson. James, have you got your phone on silent? Yep. Just had to quickly read that message. Oh, was it really important? He runs a, uh, no, he runs no. a small business <laughs> on the outside. It's like the, the gym. What's the gym's name? Can we give it a plug? Tribe. Tribe. I feel like... We do yeah, we give it a lot of plugs. <laughs> do we? Sorry. Rossi yeah. hammers it on Let's a Wednesday morning. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Three hours um, of plugging it. Well, this is like school, uh, James. So if the if your phone goes off, remember, you got to read the text message out. So there you go. Oh, yeah. It's actually not that interesting, oh. but it's, it's probably uh, relevant for the show, to be honest. Okay, go. Uh, so my mate said the Michigan Wolverines uh, in college football just had 110,000 uh, at their stadium for their first game of the season. 110,000. Wow. So hectic that that many people go and watch teenagers. Yeah, it, that is mm. incredible. College football over there, amazing. Actually, that was a good contribution. Yeah, lucky it was that, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> that could have been was, anything. I was hoping it Read would be a little bit <laughs> Sock, how are you? Uh, good. I had a I had a good weekend. I went out to Arlian Stadium You're to watch. You're a bit rattled, aren't you? Um, yeah, I was. It was a it was a it was a good night. It was it turned into a you know a bit more of a bigger night than I I expected. But it was a good game. It was a good crowd, and I um. I think the layout was amazing. I mean, we didn't have seats. We got in there on the back of some media passes, which we'd managed to conjure up through Brooksy, uh, our producer, and we sat on the we sat on the concourse, and we had a great view. So, um, even there, we're on the fifty meter line. You're as close as to a football game as you could possibly be standing. The food was excellent. Justin Hems and the Merryvale. Where'd you have done a great job? Uh, I can't remember. It was like some sort of dumpling taco combination Oof. thing, yeah, oh. which you wouldn't normally expect. Usually, Fancy. it's usually yeah, usually it's like your pie, hot pies and chips, but it was it was oh. nice. Beers were expensive. I thought they were half price. They were up until seven o'clock, and oh. then they, yeah. and they and they went from they Bam. went from being normally priced at seven or eight bucks to sixteen bucks a beer, oh. and you're like, oh, okay. Um, but good game of footy. Um, yeah, really. I mean, I'm a Bunnies fan, as everyone knows, but. Geez, the Roosters were so powerful through the middle of the field. Even without JWH, they were just so strong. Tore shreds up the bunnies up the middle. Did and, you um, see much of the game? Yeah, watched watched the whole lot. Yeah, did it you? Was, yeah, why? Yeah, no, I watched the whole thing. It was uh, <laughs> why? Why? What have you heard? Yeah, why? What, what are you yeah. saying about me? Um, no, so, I just thought maybe you just had a good time and just we well, well yeah well we're right on the right on the right in the Roosters' heartland actually. So we were right in the right in the thick of it um, and. Uh, just had to keep it down a little bit, but then once the Roosters started getting ahead, it was a little bit more jovial. But uh, great stadium! I, I, I recommend getting out there and, and watching it. And of course, the best. Next, uh, yeah, I reckon it's the best viewing ground. I mean, the Combank. I think it, I think it's better than that, to be honest. I so. wonder how the uh, it's going to hold up for the Matildas are playing on Tuesday. It's had now NRL 
rugby league. It's had rugby league, then union. rugby union. Yeah. Um, yeah, I and mean, good, good luck being a greenskeeper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No um, good. Alex is shaking his head. He's a football fan. Well, we need the pitch more than rugby league and rugby union. Yeah, and okay. union particularly, when they have scrum time and stuff mm. like that, they just tear it up. Yeah. Mm. And there were some comments this week about it. Um, Betting in properly, knitting, I think they call it yes. as the technical yeah. term. Okay. So I don't know if they've properly had time to allow it to knit. To knit. I yes. saw the West Tigers said, um, based off the state of Leichhardt, that they won't play there again unless it gets upgraded. So I'm proposing that we make Leichhardt the home of the Wallabies. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Could you just imagine the, the Waratahs? The, the toffs, the faithful, going all the way out to Leichhardt <laughs> with their skivvies and scarves on to watch a game of... The R.M. Williams yeah, clopping down with Darling the, Street in Balmain. With half the fence falling over as they cheer <laughs> on their mighty uh, wallabies. Yeah, I think we're wasting not. that pitch, ripping it up with rugby games. Yeah. Send them to Leichhardt. <laughs> okay. Uh, what have you been up to, James? What's your week been in? Uh, pretty busy. Um, just working, really. Uh, obviously, buoyed by a Bulldogs victory. On Friday night, that was an awesome way to end the season. And there's obviously been quite a lot of fallout from that game as the Seagulls end the season 0-7, mm. uh, one of the worst run homes in, in recent memory. And now Des, uh, well, he's talking about leaving. The Seagulls are talking about getting rid of him. Um, it's turned into quite the standoff. So that was... It's sad. I mean, it did all unravel in the Pride jersey round. There's no doubt. Yeah. It all unraveled after that. Yeah. And it's sad that Des is copying it all because he was probably the most dignified person in that. Yeah. Um, in the way that he spoke and kind of supported both sides and tried. I can't understand it. Who better, who who out there is better than Des Hasler to coach that Manly side right now? Yeah. Well, we have to remember, though, he was uh, the year before almost lost his job. Yeah. So... It's, I mean, it's not the first year that they've been talking about getting rid of him. But you're right. Who would who would coach that side? I saw uh, off the back of uh, the Bulldogs game, uh, a bunch of their star players were out in a boat last night in the harbour. Mm. They must have docked at Star City Casino and they're up on the DJ decks at Marquee Nightclub. <laughs> oh. So the boys are getting it. Uh, <laughs> they're enjoying it. <laughs> Matt, that's, that's what I was, I was saying yesterday to Julian. Uh, they call it Mad Monday, but... The frivolities really start when that last game finishes, right? Yeah. And that's that's the main motivation for most of those players this week is kick kickstart the party with a win, and I reckon they'll but, be going. Was it them as well? Because I'm pretty certain I saw some of the. Uh, I, I did actually see some of the bunnies guys who were injured and done for the rest of the season were there as well. So that must have been Marquee that I saw. Yeah, footage of. Ado yeah. Car was up on the DJ decks. Was he at Marquee nightclub? Oh. Yeah. You must be craving it after 25 rounds of footy and just to finally let your hair down and enjoy it in a respectable way Yeah, um, to get on with it. But I saw, uh, I think it was St. George, uh, the the staff and coaches and stuff have banned Mad Monday this year and then said they, okay. don't, they, they don't even want players gathering. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's going to work. <laughs> Kill the Christmas party. Well, won't Barbecue be gate, the... round two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone to Vaughnies. Yeah. Uh, and what's the theory? What we There's nothing to celebrate. I think they just don't want another controversy. Um, they obviously don't trust their players, which is, is saying something in itself. But mm. um, this time of year, I mean, we could have a, 
a big show next weekend after a week of Mad Monday <laughs> <laughs> celebration. Well, Desi Hasler has, they've got their Monday night presentation and I yeah. heard he's got a review on the Monday morning, whether oh. it be the season or oh. the game. So he's deliberately tactically put a review in on Monday so that everyone turns up in decent nick what on the does Monday a, um, What does a cricket Mad Monday look like? Uh, is it is it a Monday it's, it's, or is it just sort of a postseason? The times we've won, it's always it's so low key. It's it's boring because it's we say if it's Big Bash because you're still in the middle of the season, you probably go yeah. to the Clavelli Pub high room, have a feed, bring your families along, and oh, have families. A, That's yeah, very so simple. It is, and it's during the day, uh, and then an end of season one, they might we might hire a house. But then our player welfare manager will hire probably two security guards there to make sure that if anything is loud or kicking off or whatever that it's sorted. So it's all done very privately and smart. It's, it's boring. I mean, even but, la- but last year, even when you won, like you guys went down to the harbour and stuff. Yeah, and just, it was nothing crazy. It, it, though, was it? That's right. Yeah, and a lot of because a lot of the guys are either flying out the next day, they've got their families with them, and the season is halfway through the point. It'd be like winning the nines in. Rugby and then going on a mm. weekend bender, you'd be like, well, you're just all you're doing is hamstringing yourself. Yeah, yeah, and a lot yeah. of these guys have still got a lot of cricket. They've still got the Australian summer afterwards. So it was, you celebrate, but, you know, most of it's done in the sheds. I'd Channel say. 10. From it. Mad yeah, Monday. Channel 10. <laughs> <laughs> What's, What's the version? Post, post we logies we or post end, ratings? We never end. Would like there be a post <laughs> ratings party or yeah, something like that? Yeah, we used to have ratings. Well, well, that was more yeah, the logies. The... They did used to have like ratings parties. Are they they yeah. kind of stopped before um, before COVID. I don't okay. really know why. But do you know what, from a media perspective, the best thing that any club can do is invite the media along for the start of it and just, yeah. just so you can get your shots and then leave. Yeah, it's yeah. Because you always need shots of Mad Monday and it's so frustrating because you're like, oh, I don't want to hang around and annoy these blokes. And like, yeah. They're trying to have a good time. Like. And so the AFL do it. So they invite all the media, get your shots of everyone in their costumes and then mm, leave us alone. Yeah. Mm. And everyone does because yeah. NRL, it's not really a Better than thing. Lego. That's yeah. it. Better than Lego. Get your interview before that stage. Just get, yeah, just get your interviews and get out. I'm assuming we don't have any sort of Mad Monday version here post NRL season SEN. I don't know. I might I be calling we that early. Oh, we were? Okay. I will... Get me, I'm putting get me you involved. in charge. I'm putting get you in involved. charge. Yeah, yeah, happy to. Um, but if if we don't, I'm I'm really looking forward to the SEN Christmas party. I think we've got the makings of a uh, a good group for the Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Throw in that throw in that Friday morning morning glory show. <laughs> <laughs> what are your security guards doing? Can yeah, you bring them along? <laughs> uh, no, don't. I'll look after it, guys. Don't worry. I'm the most uh, yeah. Well behaved on the whole group, don't worry. We are going to unpack a bit of footy. Round 25 results so far. Cowboys 38 defeated the Panthers 8. Dragons 22 over the Broncos 12. Titans 27 defeated Warriors 26. Roosters 26 defeated the Rabbitohs 16. Bulldogs 21 defeated Seagulls 20. And Eels 22 defeated Storm 14. So we'll review all of those games and look ahead to today's matches. The Raiders are in action. That's all I care about. Uh, and all the big news. Um, coming up today, we've got the Knights and the Sharks. That's after crunch time at 3 p.m. Um, uh, sorry, that's during 2 p.m., that, that game. And we've got the coverage of the West Tigers and the Raiders live from Leichhardt Oval at 3 p.m. Remember, you can join the conversation throughout today's show. Call 1300-011-70, text 0457-736-736. After the break, our Saturday review. 
Tana Boyd here on tackle three. Can he get it from long range? 35 metres out. It's over. It is over. And the Titans have come from behind. Down 20 points to six at half time. Have won it. This is NRL Crunch Time. You're with Jaleesa Raps, James Magnuson, and Steve O'Keefe. Steve, tell us all about that game. Are, you, we're are just... we with Steve O'Keefe? <laughs> we? We're with... I'm not here. <laughs> we're with him in body. That's right. Uh, anyway, James, let's review. Yeah, these I want to know. I want to know what you and Brooksy actually got up to because yes. you're both so rattled. You're I've got, both rattled, I've got eh? blank sheets of rundowns in front of me from <laughs> producer Brooksy. He's, mm. he's out. He's out of studio again today. Um, he's gone downstairs. He's oh done. man, he's checked out. Oh man, <laughs> socks just. <laughs> Uh, all right, so the Dragons 22 defeated the Broncos 12. Um, huge season for Ben Hunt. Um, he's going to be a Dallium contender, no doubt, um, well and truly up there. Um, the Broncos, it was a pretty dismal kind of finish for them. And leading into this game, they had all the all the drama that you would expect a club that had just disappointed. I think everyone at the start of the season thought, oh, they won't be in the eight. And then they were like, there's no way they can miss the eight. And then yeah. round 19s when it all just went pear-shaped, wasn't it? It, it was, yeah. it was, and then Origin sort of was a catalyst for them to really start getting. So round 19, that was Tigers. So they yep. lost down there. And then what did they win? Five, uh, they lost five out of their next six over the next month to essentially ensure that they were never, ever going to be a chance. And you know what? Even if they did win and let's say Canberra did lose, it would have been they were, you're just not going into the finals with any momentum. I would have, I'd be back in Canberra every day of the week. You're watching Roosters and their form over the last month. Like they've kicked into another gear. Souths are trying to find ways to win games. It was a bit ugly against North Queensland, but they went more of a defensive role in the last 40 minutes. Like these guys are preparing for finals where you always thought the Broncos were just hanging on. And then to lose by 50 points two weeks in a row, leading up to you know potentially your first final series in three years, and then to get butchered by both. And then in a game that really does count, you're still getting beaten by the Dragons, who barely, that's barely it. It got it done. Count. Yeah, that's, well, that's it. Yeah, yeah it still yeah. counted. No, it does. But, it's it, you know, it, it, it's, you know. If you can't get up for that game, you can't get up for finals. Yeah. And I'm still trying to work out, but what is the main issue? What is, why, why did we see such a team that were defensively in the first half of the season, letting in 12 points and 10 points and had sort of, some sort of structure and, um, you know, great defensive line and a lot of passion in what they were doing. They were creating points. They were kicking to edges with, with Adam Reynolds' kicking game. And then it all just fell to pieces. And I'm still at a, at a loss as to how that broke down so quickly. Well, let's take a listen to Adam Reynolds on the season. Those patches through the year there were really good. And then that back half of the year, you know, in particular the last month of football has been, you know, so disappointing. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to put it down to, obviously. We'll look at it over the off-season, um, you know, address it, but... Obviously, as a club, uh, very disappointing. 13 or 17 players that run out every week, and you know we just need to turn up and do our job. The last month of football has been, like I said, so disappointing. 
Um, you know, it's not a reflection of our season. Our season, you know, it was built on hard work. Uh, we, we built to where we wanted to get to and then um, just a waste in, that, in the end there. That was Adam Reynolds. Thank you to Fox for that audio. So I think that probably it it was a little bit after after Origin, the energy came down a bit. But then you had this weird Tyson Gamble stuff, which mm. only really got picked up this week, but actually came out on a podcast about three or four weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't. So it was retrospective. It, it yeah. wasn't actually new. Um, yeah. It had just been suddenly picked up. What did you make of that? Um, I think it was just really poor wording from Tyson. Um, pretty dumb stuff. Uh, if I was the Broncos, my step one for rebuilding for next year would be let Payne House go. Mm. Uh, I don't think you can afford to have players at the club that don't want to be there or that are agitating for a release. And if you can free up 800000 off your salary cap by letting a front rower go, I, I think you're, that's a, a big step in the right direction. When they went on their run of wins earlier in the year, Painhouse was out injured for a, a large part of that. And when they've struggled in this back part of the year, uh, Payne's been there and hasn't been able to turn it around. Mm. <clears throat> and I think it's actually Pat Carrigan that's more important to that yes. team than Payne-Hass. So I'd be saving the money on big Payne, and I think he's a wonderful player, but I just don't think the Broncos need him or that's the answer to their, to their problems. It's a fair point. I think you're right. Pat Carrigan is far more important. I thought the Tyson Gamble comments, when I first read them, rather than listening to them, I thought, oh, this has just been badly worded and he's trying to pump up Adam and it's come across that he's having a crack at Kevy. But then when I actually listened to the podcast, I thought, no, there were a thousand ways to pump up Adam without having a a bit rough. Yeah. Mm. I, I thought, oh, it does sort of seem like, especially there was a bit in there where he said, um, the way Kevy's great, but football has changed a lot. Like since he was playing and it just, that felt like a really pointed Comment, yeah, and I agree. I, I also think that it's important because Todd Payton was asked by Matthew Johns, uh, you know, what 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 sort of role or responsibility do you give Chad Townsend in your team? And he said, I give him everything. I give him all the power. So, in one sense, it's I, I'm trying to work out whether it's a slight on Kevy what Tyson's saying, or is it a masterclass from someone like Kevy saying, well, what's a coach's role? I'm going to bring in these leaders around the club, and I'm going to get them to run things. I'm going to give them the pump-up speech, which Tyson did say in the back end of his thing that, you know, he's there, he tries to galvanise and bring the team together. Mm. Um, but when we go to football leadership, we go to Adam. The mm. game's changed since Kevy's played. And I think okay. it's a feather in Kevy's cap that he's going, well, you know what, it has changed. So I'm going to bring in a leader who is going to actually look after those uh, things out in the field, and I'm just going to be there to give a guy a tap on the bottom or a tap you know, on the back where mm. I see fit, but I'm going to give a lot of that control and power to Kevy. I'm sure if he had his time again, he would reword it. Mm. But I like the fact that the coach is allowing that autonomy from his playing group to say, right, if I need something to say or talk about, I'm going to, I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to Adam and I'm, I'm completely comfortable as the coach. You know what I think is one of the biggest problems with the Broncos and it's reared its ugly head again, old boys. Yeah. Every, so this is this is the coach. This is the admin staff. This is this is what the old boys wanted, right? They mm. basically agitated until Seabold got the sack, very unceremoniously. Mm. And now Kevy's there. This is who they wanted, and the results still haven't come. Now this week we've had old boys coming out in the media repeatedly, mm. 
criticizing the current playing group, not yeah. the coach, the playing group. Yeah. And I know as an athlete, the the criticism that hurts the most is not from journalists, is not from coaches, it's from ex-athletes uh, who know what you're going through. Yep. And if I was the administration at the Broncos, I'd be saying, give us a break with the com- constant commentary about how useless the, the players are or how they've got no heart. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not needed. And we get it. Like your ex-Broncos players, you were weapons in your own right. You're part of potentially the best uh, club side we've seen in history through those late 90s, early 2000s at the Broncos. But does that give you a right for the rest no. of your life to come no, out and criticise current players? It's, 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 you're preaching to the converted and in a, using a cricket sense. When Justin Langer lost his job, it was Justin Langer coming out saying, the old boys, my mates, past players want me to, to coach. And Pat Cummins wrote a, a, a really nice letter in the end. It said, we respect everything that you've done, Justin Langer, in your time, and they were your mates. But this is now my time and my mates, and this is how I want the team to go forward. It's not taking away what they've done, but you've had your time, and we all respect that. Yeah, You can't keep this needling in from the sidelines on what you see fit. You're not there Monday to Friday yeah. training. You're not in the team meetings. You're not there developing these guys on and off the field. You're just poking holes in a club, which, yeah, it stood for a lot and was fantastic for many, many years. They haven't made final series three years in a row, and it is disappointing. But if anything, you should be getting in behind that playing group. Show yeah. support. That's what club yeah. mentality is, is that if you can get in and galvanize when everyone else is picking holes, the privilege you have as a former Brisbane Bronco uh, and as a player is that you've got an insight that no one else has. Get in there and get around those guys. Help them out at training yeah. if they need it. You want to keep pick holes, you just join the club and chorus of everyone else who hates the Broncos. And when you say it from the inside, what are you, what are you ushering for? Self-promotion yeah. from your own part. And all you're doing is digging that hole a bit deeper for everyone else in there who does care about that club. I'll give you and- an example in the, the opposite corner. So probably the, the team that would challenge that Broncos side for the best ever club side would be the Raiders of the 90s. Uh, whenever the Raiders are struggling, I've never heard Brad Clyde come out and criticise them. I've never heard Mal Meninga come out and criticise them. I've never heard Laurie Daly come out and criticise no. them. Quite the opposite. So yeah. why do the Broncos ex-players feel like they constantly need to lay the boot into this current side mm. rather than maybe getting around the club and helping out some of those players? Yeah. Are we being a bit harsh on the Broncos, though, because they have actually improved a lot from last year? Oh, so we are, yeah. Gone, uh, there was probably the expectation a few weeks ago when they were on the cusp of being in the top four, and they were yeah. in the top four at some one point. So that's probably where all the disappointment is coming from. But they've actually almost doubled their wins yeah. from last 30, year. 13 yeah. wins, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. We've ended up yeah. holding them to the standard of – their first 10 rounds yes. rather than their last two years. Yeah. Um, because if you told Broncos fans at the start of this season, you'll finish ninth with X amount of wins, mm. they'll say, we'll take that every day of the year. Absolutely. We're fighting to not win the spoon last year. What about, what about the, uh, what about the Dragons season? Um, it's probably one that has, Dragons fans are not very patient. <laughs> Are they? Yeah. Like they like they demand sort of success and and it's been a few years since they've had that. Yeah, look, I think th- this was going to be an interesting season for the Dragons because they went for that money ball approach and we're all sitting back thinking uh, wondering if that money ball approach would work. They got older players who were on the outer at other clubs for what they said were bargain prices when they revealed the liter- rich list and, and it turned out they had a a lot of expensive players in there as well, but I I think my disappointment with the Dragons this year was I, I saw that this is the year that we'd have breakthroughs from Tyrell Sloan, from Jaden Sullivan, from Junior Amone, um, 
from the Fangai twins. And really, we didn't see much of most of those players. Um, Hook tended to favour his old trusted, uh, you know, ex-Broncos. And, um, you know, we saw Moses Embiid play a lot of game time over the Sloan and then Ramsey. Um, so the thing I worry about at the Dragons is they've had these highly touted juniors now probably for 18 months. And most of them haven't got as much first grade time as we expected. And if if I'm those young players, I don't know if 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 my future lies at the Dragons. Mm. A very disappointing season for Dragons fans. I know Brooksy is. That's probably why he's flat today. Yeah, he's, he realizes that's 100 percent why he's flat. Yeah, is, is what's your excuse? So. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm just depressed. <laughs> um, what do you think it impact as well when you have a look at the Dragons and you go back a, a few weeks and you had, you know, Hook, hooking half his support staff as well. I mean, like in a team, again, is there a better way you could manage that? Well, it's just the new thing, isn't it? That you know, we need to make a change and I'm the one that's going to cop the change. So I'm going to change people around me. Yeah, so it's, that's yeah. it's the, the first sign that you're on, yeah. the, you, you, you're on the way out. Yeah, and it's yeah. the first sign of protecting yourself too. Yeah. yeah. So I'd yeah. like to know the process in all of that, as in oh, I'm not getting enough support. These guys don't know what they're doing. Does the coach come in with that? Do you sit down and... You know, is the is the meeting with your with your hierarchy to say that this is the problem? It's it's you, not me. Like any bad breakup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not the me, not you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's no. right. You it's know, you. It's, yeah, it's you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I'm interested to see, and I, I think that again just creates disharmony and and disunity in a team which is crying out for it when you're sitting in the middle of the table. You prefer that consistency and to be done at the end of the season. I just didn't know what benefit you would have had making that public halfway through mm. the season and then keeping well, them on. Yeah, purely to take the pressure off, I think. This is NRL Crunch Time with thanks to Robson Civil. Join Robson Civil Projects, jobs at robsoncivil.com.au after the break. We'll be back with the Cowboys and the Panthers. This is NRL Crunch Time. You're joined by Jaleesa Abbs, Steve O'Keefe and James Magnuson. The Cowboys, 38, defeated the Panthers, 8. I think we all sort of saw that coming. Um, but I didn't think, I don't know, there was a lot of conjecture about this game, whether Ivan should have been able to rest um, his whole side. That's the joys of being, yeah, you don't get much. Up. Well, you don't get much for the minor premiership. You get, I mean, it got halved in COVID, so it's actually now 50 grand now. Is it fifty grand? Yeah, I thought it got half from. I thought it got. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's anyway. Yeah. It's yeah. Oh, okay. It's yeah, sorry, grand, yeah. my bad. Yeah. It is a hundred. I reckon it looked like those Not bulldogs players means a lot to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it looked like those bulldogs players would have spent a hundred grand last night. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, that's the joy of the minor premiership, isn't it? That you, yeah. you're so far ahead, and it's the prerogative and. I don't know. It was we had a uh, a boy or a boy. Tom Jenkins made his debut, so I had a bit more interest in this game. But I like seeing all the young guys make their debuts and see how they go. And um, but am I on my own here? Did you enjoy it? Oh, I, I I didn't watch a lot of it, just based off general interest in the game. But you um, the Wallabies. No, I wasn't actually. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Even they did you do anything last night. <laughs> well, what were you doing? Streaming something? Oh, what was I, I doing? Oh no, I was having a couple of beers last night. Actually, strength beers. Yeah, mid strengths. Yeah. Um, Brooksy said in my ear, "Selling Sunset." Were you <laughs> <laughs> selling the OC? <laughs> um, no, look, I, I think it's it's great that the the Panthers are in a position to 
to rest players. But yeah, for me, it, it lost interest in the game. But I, I, I certainly think they've earned the right to do that. Um, and being a Panthers player, you'd be stoked to get a, a week off this time of the year just to heal up a couple of those little niggles leading into the first week of finals. So it just strengthens their position um, as favourites. It had a huge impact on their New South Wales Cup side, which was um, playing finals as well, but they still won. They still won. Yeah, so um, just the depth in that club. Yeah. Yeah, it does show that, that, you know, there is still a little bit of of a, a divide between first grade and reserve grade when you bring up a full New South Wales Cup team and they you see them go head to head with an NRL outfit but um for the Cowboys they've now put the pressure on the Sharks who have to win today mm. if they want to get that uh home semi-final Final, yeah. yeah I don't have a horse in that race but I it's hard because I really want the Cowboys fans to be rewarded by they have turned up even when yeah. they're going really badly they constantly turned up Mm. to the stadium, but then I'm like, oh, I'd like the Sharks to get a home final. It's kind of crazy to think uh, if I said to you at the start of the year, one of either the Sharks or the Cowboys will be in a grand final qualifier, you'd be like, really? The Cowboys have blown my mind. Yeah. So one of them is going to be in a grand final qualifier because they play each other next week. And if it's at Shark Park... What's that? It's 12,000, I think. Yeah, it's 11 or 12,000. Which I think I was chatting to someone at the football the other last night, or the other, two nights ago, and I was like, I would love to see Redfern Oval decked out to be a ten to 12,000 seat game, yeah. uh, stadium. So you'd have, obviously, you'd still have your stuff, but you've got to go all the way out to uh, a core. Yeah. But then if you could do something at Redfern Oval and have a 12,000 seater there, that would be amazing. Just for a few games of the year, you'd have it right in the middle of I, yeah. of, of, of the heartland of the bunnies. They've already yeah. got a stadium there, a stadium mm. there. Bring one up on the side and have mm. a, a suburban game. So, you know, South V, West Tigers, you have it there and you get that sort of tribalism attribute, which would be great. And it would save you having to build a brand new stadium and save yeah. a lot of the punters having to travel all the way um, out to Homebush. Uh, but on the back of it, yeah, I agree that the the Panthers do des- deserve that week off. Not enough is done about when you finished first after 25 rounds mm. and you are that far ahead that you can afford to rest your best players. I think it's, um, like I said, I don't think enough is done and how you incentivize more games along the line. We've seen some really tight games. The only blowout in this whole competition was... The Cowboys v the Panthers. The rest have all been pretty tight. reasonably, yeah. you know, tight games and well worth watching. So you know, there's something to be said about that. Ivan Cleary's taken a very different approach because last year he could have done this and he didn't. Yeah. So it's interesting. He obviously trusts his side is maybe a little bit more seasoned and a little bit older that they can take a week off and and um, still be good to go. What do you think? You were just talking about the stadiums. What do you think about the Panthers and the Eels? That's going to be played. At Panthers, and it's going to lock a lot of people out. Yeah, I, again, I don't. I, I, yeah, I, you you want as many people to go as possible, right? So you would want eighty thousand if you could fit it at a stadium. But I also like the fact that at that ground, that is going to be an absolute sellout, and you're going to have, you know, preference will go to the members. What a, what does Panthers Stadium hold? Twelve to fifteen, maybe. No, I think it's about twenty five. Twenty five. Okay, yeah, so redone so it. double that. So. I think that's enough. I, I don't understand why we necessarily need to keep building big stadiums that hold 50,000 in which one or two games a year where you're actually going to deck it out and have that many people there. It creates a bit of conflict and people wanting to get in and get their ticket. And it's a prized event and there's a minimum 25,000 people. Mm. 
I kind of like it. Well, Andrew Abdo was asked about this in the press conference. He had a random press conference with Wayne Bennett the other day, and um, he said, "Look, we've that's the that's the beauty of them finishing where they did. They can still have it." Um, the NRL gets the money from the finals, not yeah. the club. So okay. there's not really any incentive for the club to move it. So the yeah. club had obviously gone, well, no, we, we want it. To have the gate take. And is that the first win for against the top eight team from the Cowboys What since they've lost their last four against the top eight team? So that's their first win, albeit an NRL Cup Panthers team. But, you know, yeah. they're on the way up. Um, the Warriors, uh, and the Titans, the Titans came back from, um, being 26 to 12 down to win 27 to 26. The moment in this that I just thought was so interesting was Reese Walsh. He, towards the end, he was, so he was taken off and then towards the end, he was just grabbing the trainer's microphone and screaming down <laughs> at Stacey Jones to let him back on, let him back on. <laughs> and he had a point because... They needed a field goal and he was probably the best person to go on and kick that. The Warriors had an attempt and and they missed and he um, was obviously so frustrated. He was actually – he then actually took the handpiece and started <laughs> – well, the trainer just ended up sort of giving him the handpiece and was like, you sort it out. And he was sort of screaming down the handpiece and then the camera was on him and he just sort of palmed the camera in the lens. It, it, to see that kind of passion I thought was really good from a player who is leaving the club – there was nothing that you could do. Winning that game didn't change your season at all. Yeah. But he still had that passion. I think he might have been screaming down the line, give me my ticket to Brisbane. Get me out of this. Business class. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, if oh, if I'm Reese Walsh, I'm a very happy man that I'm leaving that mess behind. I, I feel for the Warriors, but I think things are going to get a lot worse before they get better. Mm. Um, they've had well, what, the best part of two years overseas and not much happening in terms of development and pathways in the Warriors system. So they won't have the same plethora of young guns coming through that they've had in previous years. So I can't see mm. the Warriors being a top eight side for at least the next two years. Plethora. Mm. Plethora. And, <laughs> Large and, amount. <laughs> and the Titans as well has been such a disappointing season because we were sort of just talking before. If you'd said the Cowboys were coming, would have come second, I would have gone no way. If the Titans I had getting into the eight pretty Ooh. comfortably. Okay. Well, based on last year, they sort of came from a bit of a, in a re- bit of form in the run home. Yep. Um, I, I actually thought they were building towards something, but... They aren't. <laughs> they aren't. <laughs> who, who, who would be your biggest disappointment? I mean, there's a few. Who would you say that you've gone, wow, that has really – I mean, there's a couple of obvious teams that have stood out, but is there anyone that stands out where you're just like, where they have really um, – oh, I think the Knights. The Knights for you? Yeah. Yeah, as, yeah. As Knights are up there. They've got basically no, a representative forward yeah. pack. Yeah. Um, Alex, is yours the uh, Seagulls? Uh, I was really hopeful halfway through the season – they're not going to do any damage in the finals. So I actually enjoyed this season because it was just sort of a ride and then you lose seven in a row and it's not quite <laughs> anymore. Yeah, definitely manly. Yeah. I think the Titans were, were right up there for most disappointing. Um, I think they made some really poor decisions in the off season to let Jamal Fogarty go and, and yeah. put Sexton in as their halfback and he didn't even finish the year. So these last games they've won, they've won with Tanner Boyd at halfback. And if I was them, that's that's the direction I'd be heading in next year, Tanner Boyd at halfback. Mm. I also think Kieran's foreign is a quite an average signing. Yep. Um I think they paid well overs for him. Uh I think his his yeah. record at clubs not named Manly 
is well, when quite th- poor. When you think about they've signed him, right, on the back of looking after who? who who's he coming in? Who's he replacing in that side? Brimson. Yeah. yeah, but how well, yeah. But how good's his last month been? Oh yeah, awesome. And Tanner awesome. Boyd, well, I just couldn't understand for the whole season why. All right, you've got this young spine. You got rid of older players to put, keep this young spine. Leave them in their positions and let them get and, some experience. And they're actually getting better, and you can see they're yeah. full of confidence. Well, this must um, be, I'd say, his third stint in first grade now for Jaden Campbell. He was in, then he was dropped, then yeah. he was back in, then he was dropped again. He's your guy. Yeah. You got no one better than Jaden Campbell. Yeah. He's your guy at fullback. Brimson's your five yeah. eight. Leave them in there. Let them get some um, consistency in first grade. But they they chopped and changed all season. How many um, how many weeks did he miss for his hammy, Campbell? I think Campbell it, missed. I think month, he missed about a month. But then they didn't bring him back for another couple of weeks after that. Okay. Yeah. Then they they've dropped him a number of times and put Brimson to fullback. Yeah. And um. I find it funny that um, Justin Holbrook several times when he's been talking about, you know, building and how you're going to get out of this kind of slump, the answer a lot of the time has been foreign. And I'm like... Yeah. Mm. It's going down the whole sort of Wayne Bennett. uh, Yeah. Wayne Bennett. They're going down the Brisbane Broncos, Adam Reynolds. All we just need is just that that, that captain, that marshal to run the team around. And then... In the last month, I'm sort of seeing it happening, and now I'm not really seeing yeah. a way in for Foran because I'm just like, the, the problem with Foran, right? And I think Foran's an awesome, awesome player. Uh, the Eels play, paid him a million bucks to come to Parramatta. He couldn't do anything for them there. Mm. He had the Warriors, a lot of injuries. The Warriors paid him a million bucks to go to New Zealand. He couldn't get them into the top eight. Mm. The Bulldogs then paid him a million bucks to come to mm. come out to Homebush. Couldn't get us anywhere near the top eight. Mm. He's he's gone to the top eight last year with Manly off the back of the the best season we've ever seen from an NRL player in in uh, Tom Trebojevic. I just don't think Foran on his own is the answer to any question that the Titans will pose. I think the Titans will be one team next year that, it, that I think are starting. If you can look at the last month and then hopefully capture some of that and move that into the next season, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they were a team that played as well as say the Cowboys get a little bit more structure, a little bit more confidence, and then be a top eight team. Yeah. I don't think that's unreasonable. I mean, I like, obviously you've got guys like Tino. Um, sorry yeah. for getting this wrong. Fasawa Malawi. Is that right? Fasawa Malawi. But, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> but at the end of the game, I don't think you saw, but he gave his shorts and socks. And yeah, he was shirt. walking around so in he, Speedos. He walked, walked around. Budgies. Budgies, were they? Yeah, 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 yeah. He walked around nude uh, the whole game, which was, I thought was really good for him. Yeah. It was great for the fans. Him just walk around nude, giving all his clothes away. <laughs> That's um, that's the secret for the Titans. They've got four players to build off. Uh, Jaden Campbell, Brimson, Fatasua Malawi, and Tanner Boyd. In my opinion, it's not yeah. it's not foreign. I don't I don't think it's for feeder. Um, I, I'd be freeing up one point one in my salary cap there. Well, I know that I know um, the Seagulls after he got the offer had they had a month. The Seagulls had a month to sign foreign again. He's thirty three, but probably looking as fit as what he possibly could. Yep. They offered him a one year. Basic deal, I think, rumoured to be about 180 grand. Yeah. And then he said, no, I'm going to the Titans. And then there was panic stations. They came back to him with a two-year deal and he went, no, why would I stay when you're low-balling and I had to wait for another club to offer me a better deal? Yeah. He's got it's not showing a young much respect, family. Yeah. His, yeah. his partner's got a, 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 a lot of kids. He's got kids himself and family. He's got family in here. So it would have been a big decision for him to make, but the club left it to the last minute. So obviously he's going to take – you know, the low-hanging fruit, the best offer, and he's he's taken it. So good on him. 
All right, uh, coming up, we'll preview the nights in the Sharks. It looks like it's absolutely pouring, and just as I said that, it's the rain has stopped. Cool. Uh, this is NRL <laughs> Crunch Time. Thanks to Robson Civil. Join Robson Civil Projects. Jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. Welcome back to NRL Crunch Time. You're with Jaleesa Raps, James Magnuson, and Steve O'Keefe. We're looking at the Knights and the Sharks. They're just about to, they have kicked, oh, no, they're just about to kick off. Sharks win today and they'll host the Cowboys. Sharks have won 10 of their past 11 games and notably in the real string of sort of top eight, top four sides um, in there as well. Last time they met, the Sharks won round in round 18 to zero. There's something wrong in that sentence. But I can't figure out what it is. <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> yeah, yes. I'm just seeing Sugar, our mate from SEN Sugar on TV now. I don't know who's done his hair and makeup today. Looks like he's seen a ghost. Are you all right? Are you all right? Because we're oil. if you're listening. Because <laughs> we're absolute oil paintings on a Sunday. Yeah. We're all. Ah, that's why we're on radio. Yeah. yeah. Look, he's got the top button of the suit undone as well. Watch when he moves his hands. He's so disheveled. What's doing, Sugar? <laughs> Seriously. Maybe he thought he was on radio. Yeah. yeah I looks... think he looks great. Mm. Yeah, good save. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think you look great, Sugar. The lighting is fine. Um, so, uh, James, do you want to take us through some ins and outs? Yeah. So for the Knights, they've got a couple actually. Um, so Jaden Braley's out at hooker. Chris Randall comes in. They've got Inari Chuala has come in at centre. And uh, Milford won't be playing this week. They've got Phoenix Crossland and Adam Clune in the halves. Uh, and for the... Sharks, who have we got? Luke Metcalf comes into the team. Other than that, they're pretty much 1 to 13. So He's strong, off to the Warriors in 2020. Yeah, strong side for, for the Sharks. They've still got Lachlan Miller at fullback, who I've actually been really impressed by. Yeah. He's a live wire. Mm. He, he'd be a really good pickup for, I don't know, someone like a, not a Warriors, maybe like a Tigers or um, even a manly, if they without Trebojevic, he'd be a really handy. Why yeah. did you say not Warriors? We just like you don't want that for they've, him. They've, they've signed. Uh, they've got Metcalf. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I I really like this Shark squad. I like the brand of football they play. Um, they're resting for Nuke in this week, so he's fresh for the finals um, next weekend. Um, I can't see anything but a Sharks victory in this one. The Sharks, though, they're going to have to win. Oh no, they're they're. They're throwing 36, so they actually just need a straight-out win. So that's – I mean, these last round of games has actually been pretty good in terms of ladder positions and where everyone – Yeah, a lot of implications for the ladder in, in every game, really. It could have been crazier had Storm beat Eels the other night. Then we would have had um, some real movement in that top eight. But And Eels... if the Broncos had won. Yeah. Yep, you're like, right. Like one really well. I, I was sort of hoping it would happen because I feel like the Raiders need something to – Lift to them. spur them on. Yeah, to spur them on. Like, I, I get a bit scared about today's game. I'm like, oh. Don't do that to me, Jay. Mm. You know, <laughs> well, yeah, I'm financially got, invested in this you game. You <laughs> are financially invested, but I don't know if it's a good game to financially invest oh, in. Oh, don't say that. It's, don't say that. I'm stressed for your bank account. Do we know about uh, Dale Finucane? Is he? Is it just another one-week rest for him at the moment? Is he... Yeah, just yeah. A, it's just a just a just a fresh little up. little uh, wrist uh, wrist rib wriggle rib. <laughs> okay, How would you say it? R- well. rib, rib niggle. I've it's not a rib wriggle. It's a rib niggle that Dale Finucane has, so and we'll be back. The other studio's empty. Why don't you go take a nap? Yeah, come back yeah. for the last half rib an hour. Rib niggle and hangover like suck.
<laughs> I've never seen a guy have three strokes in the space of one hour on the live on air. Rib, rib niggle is not – say rib niggle ten times in a row, I'm telling you. Rib niggle. Rib niggle. Oh, rib man. niggle. Um, oh, dear. Okay, yes. So he's got a rib cartilage issue, if otherwise <laughs> known as. Um, Coach of the year on the line, Fitzy and Todd Payton. Okay. Todd Payton. Club Payton for mine. Look, both both super impressive. Socks just over there with the blank stare in his face. I don't know what you did at Allianz Stadium on Friday night. I don't know. Someone's roofied him or something, I think. Anyway, Um, we better look, we're gonna wrap this up. We're gonna get ourselves together. This is NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Robson Civil. Uh, we're gonna go around the news around the NRL after the break. This is NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Robson Civil with over 60 years leading civil construction's experience. Visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. Welcome back to our listeners across the SCN network. Give us a call 04, no, give us a call on 1300 01 Text 0457 Desi under pressure to keep his job. The manly um, pride jersey caused a lot of controversy. They then went on to lose their last seven games at could have been something that was kind of galvanised them, but it didn't. It really sort of was a turning point in their season because also that was such a crucial game against the Roosters that they dropped. Well, how do you handle that situation if you are, there's, you know, do you yeah, think he, he ha- handled it well? I think he handled it. I think he was. Well as you could. I think it was his best day in rugby in, in league. In handling it, in sitting there saying. In just in rugby league. It's funny because you look at that whole situation and you're like, well, all right, it, 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 by trying to promote inclusiveness You've actually done the, the the complete opposite and had seven players miss out of a game. When I looked at that Manly Seagulls team, I looked at it and thought it did promote inclusiveness without having to go down the path of having a pride round. I'm like, I looked at it and had people from all different backgrounds and cultures and beliefs already playing football together. So it was already inclusive. And then they had to wear the jersey, which then created a divide, which is the exact opposite of what you're trying to achieve. So, you know... I. I'd find it hard in Dez's position, and I thought he did handle it well. However, it was the catalyst for them to not do well. So mm. then why is we now talking about Desi's line, job being on the line, when, oh, we handled that really well. Did he not handle the aftermath well? How else does he handle it? Mm. And well, how much responsibility is his to get that team back on the track after something like that? What I think Des did there, and he handled it well from the perspective of his players, but he put the onus directly back on the administration and basically pointed out their incompetency. And what that did, I think, is drive a divide between Des and the administration. And the board, yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he made them look pretty silly with some of the things he said, yeah. which, which were all essentially true. Valid, yeah. Valid points that he made, but he, he made the, the administration there at Manly look quite incompetent. And I, I think that's been um, the catalyst for, for the divide between himself and uh, the, the people in power there at Manly. I think, yeah, you... Sorry, Talissa, but you, you, when you have that line in the sand and you go, right, this is the moment, even though it's not your fault, it might be a reason or an excuse of way of going, right, we need clean air here. We just need a fresh start next year. Des, you've done a great job. You've been a great servant. It, it's not entirely your fault, but our club just needs a new vision, a new picture, someone else to stand out and be at the forefront of it and take us in a different direction. Maybe that's the way that the club's thinking. Another headline, Danny Widler's written in the Sydney Morning Herald, Suwali mentor Steve Nastevsky has given Roosters an ultimatum. Uh, he, and the quote is, I admire everything that James Tedesco has done and what he's doing. This is not a knock on Teddy at all, but I think he has to leave the Roosters next year or Joseph will be gone. 
Imagine the Roosters staff looking at that this morning going, thanks, Steve. Robbo. <laughs> Robbo. Righto, right. Steve. <laughs> Robbo's just like, oh, my God. So this isn't Suwali's manager, just to make that clear. This is, uh, inverted commas, mentor. This is a guy that first spotted Suwali yeah, as a 12-year-old. He's like a yeah. talent scout or something of the like. Um, a, I disagree that it has to be Suwali or Tedesco. B, if I have to choose between Suwali or Tedesco as, as to who I'm keeping at my club, it's Tedesco. Every day of the week. Every day of the week. Um, and... Twice on Sundays. <laughs> um, uh, Trent Robinson during the week spoke about um, how confident he was of keeping Suwali, uh, Suwali E, and he said um, this you know, this is the club he wants to be at. He sounded incredibly confident that he said he comes in really early, he leaves really late, yeah, he's preparation. Ultimate professional. Yeah, yeah. Ultimate professional because he likes the club. Yeah. And so um, I think that they will manage to keep both Teddy and Suwali'i, but uh, I... And, and Manu? Do you reckon they can keep all three? Manu is so underrated. Yeah, I agree. You said that at the start of the season. I didn't agree with you, you as much, and no. I'm just I'm on board. No, mm. he's the he's one of my first I'm on players. On the hype here. train, yeah, yeah. <coughs> I agree. Sock, uh, who's better uh, looking, Suwali, 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 Manu, or it's a tough one. I mean, it just it all goes down to personal preference. But I'd say they're they're a good solid <laughs> eight or nine out of tens. They're, yeah. they're very handsome, tall, fit, athletic. Uh, there's not much to not like about them. Let's put it yeah. that way. But if I had to pick. You got to pick uh, Tedesco or uh, Suwalihi. Su- I yeah, I'm going. <laughs> I'm going Tedesco. However, Magnuson, you have to. You just stop. Stop laughing at me, mate. All right, my opinions are valid and count just as much as yours. Um, but if I was Suwalihi, where would you go if you weren't going to be at the Roosters? Uh, we got that Rugby sound Union? effect from the other day. The Dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> right, so you reckon he might oh, be their look, marquee Potentially, signing. but if, if, if Rugby Union's going to throw $10 million at him, I, I don't know how Rugby League could keep him. Is two, it the, $2 million a year, oh, if that's true. I don't know if it's true. Is it true, J.A.? Uh, I think it's been a bit hyped up. Yeah, okay. um, I, And I think it was hyped up when the when the story first went around as well. well. Yeah, the, the comment was um, disillusioned. Rugby Rugby Union is disillusioned. You're thinking that they can pick cherry-pick the top five young you know, rugby league players and think they can get them across like the turbo. Yeah. I think the rugby's more selling point that they're focusing on is maybe a bit more of the, you can play in the world cup Yeah, and yeah. we are looking pretty good at mm. the moment. Um, so Firing until yesterday, until yesterday <laughs> yeah. Um, whoops. Mm. Uh, but before that, um, you know, the all blacks are struggling. So, um, You've got, yeah, like the World Cup kind of carrot dangling there. And, and $2 million. I mean, what, what if he was on the open market, what would he get? Probably a quarter of that, five, six hundred. In rugby league? In rugby league, yeah. yeah. I'd say someone like the Dolphins would probably push up towards seven fifty eight mm. if they were going to play him at fullback. He's, the thing at the moment is he's a winger. We yeah. haven't seen him play fullback, and I think that's why his mentors come out and said it, there's not room for him and Tedesco because you can never demand a million dollars while you're playing on the wing. So he gets five years. Let's say, hypothetically, he gets five years at two million, he plays until he's 25, and mm. then realises rugby union isn't for him. Like, he can just still trans- come back, come back yeah. and play another five, six, seven years of rugby league <laughs> anywhere I, he likes. I really just can't see him leaving the Roosters. I think it's just such a... 
every player who's at that club just seems to want to do everything to, to stay at that club. Robbo's got such a hold on people. Just, mm. um, you know, he was kind of the one that got him over the line when um, the Rabbitohs were offering more money. Yeah. Um, but he, then he met with Trent Robbins and he liked what the place was about. So I can't see him leaving, even even if it was a bit more money. He's already shown he's willing to turn down more money. He turned it down with South. Yeah, well, you know what? I'll, I'll go out in a limb and I'll be a, I'll be a contrarian here and say that he will go to Rugby Union and oh. he will take the two million. Really? There you go, yeah. I'd love, I'd love to be a purist and say, look, he's going to stay. They've looked after him, but... I honestly think he will take the five years at $2 million. If it gets offered and put on the table, he'll go and play. How do you feel as I, – I, I think it's grossly exaggerated, but um, mm. how do you feel – let's play the game. How mm. would you feel if you're a rugby union player who isn't on like, – they're on, not all on huge money no. and then you've got this kind He'd of – He'd be frustrated, but that, that, that may cause a little bit of – uh, disillusionment amongst the group, but rugby union have got these great fallbacks where they can go to Japan, they can go overseas, mm. they can go to France, and they can. Well, only three of them can. Three, yeah, if they still want to play for Australia, yeah, yeah. but they can still go over and earn good money, even if they go right. Well, my international career is over, so they get to the World Cup, yeah, and then go. You know what? I'm done. I'm going to France. I'm going to go play over there. Bernard, Fyle. a lot of guys do it and go and mm. take the the, the low hanging fruit, the easy money, and they're happy with that sort of thing. And I know there's. There's wheels in, there's, there's things in place at the moment where they're able to still play overseas. It was the Matt Giddow rule, wasn't it? Where yeah. you're able to play. Yeah. And, it's and been this, modified now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So we can still engage our best players. So we can um, have, you can have three. I'm just thinking about a young player who's going, I've got $10 million on offer to play football. Who knows? I could go out and break a leg, get an injury in my first game and I'm completely done. Or, you know, mm. you just, you just never know. So double the offer is a huge, huge carrot that... You know, a, a lot of other players would say yes to. I think it all comes down to whether that $10 million is correct or not. If it's mm. a million a season, no way he goes. No. If it's two million a season, I mm. think he goes. Yeah. that's. I, I, I'd go. Yeah, that's right. So would I. Really? really? Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. This is this is a thing. That's good. This oh. is a thing you get at the end of your career, J.A., when you look back and you go, people talk about, you know, legacy and loyalty and all this stuff. If you're sitting there with $10 million in your bank account at the end of a career, you're a very happy person, to regardless me, of... 5 yeah. million and 10 million are the same thing. Well, tell us what you think at home. <laughs> no, like, like, how many cars do you need? Do you know what I mean? Like, I just... Yeah, it's not a I thing do, to me. I do. But I, I think for a lot of these... How many Toyota Camrys can I buy? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> yeah. I think, <laughs> I think for a lot of these players, it's about, okay, I, I set myself up. I set my mum and dad up. I set my siblings up. I set my kids for the next two generations up. Um, it's, it's kind of... It's it's not just about the individual. Um, when you when you're talking live golf money and the difference between Cam Smith getting you know maybe yeah, great twenty or thirty million a year um, or mm. one hundred and fifty million a year, then it then it's maybe less impactful. But for Suwali going from five hundred a year to two million a year, I, I'd say would be a, a big needle mover and playing for your country as well. Let's not forget he's going to play in a World Cup. For his country in yeah rugby yeah. though <laughs> yeah yeah well of course we're going to say they're a rugby league channel yeah. you know it might be something that he's passionate about doing you know and say yeah. oh, I want to tick that box off I'm going to do it early in my career and go back and play so yeah anyway text in text in let us know what you think would you go would you leave jobs for double the price whether it be rugby league. Uh, sitting in the chair and wanting more Toyota Camrys if Channel Seven came to you JA 
and quadrupled your salary. But that's but I'm on but I'm not on five million. But it gets to a point for me the where I'm like, it doesn't like you how much money do you need? Do you mm. know what I mean? Like yeah. Call me seven. Yes, no, yes, of course. <laughs> you got to come over to North Bondi, AJ, and see how much money people do have. Um, oh four five yeah, seven but, seven three six seven three six. Let us know what you think. Get in. Let us know. As we're just seeing, is that Jesse Ramian scoring over there for Cronulla? Britain Nakora. Britain Nakora goes sorry. over. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's twelve minutes into the game. Cronulla now, go up four 0 Also on the Roosters, they fear Joey Manu is lost for the season. He's awaiting on scans for a calf injury from Friday's win. Manu resigned to missing this week and hopes to be able to play later in the finals. I think this is a ginormous loss, particularly if you lose anyone else during your final series in the backline, because you can just move him around so many different positions. Mm. Massive. Absolutely massive. Mm. I, I don't think they can – oh, they can probably still win the comp without Manu, but I, I think they're a shadow of themselves, um, so they'll be sweating on his fitness. His roaming around the middle of the field is – it's almost redefined, you know, the way that centres can play and given that lie, you know, they've got Kiri and Walker obviously in the halves, but Manu is just as active around that middle part of the field. He's just – you know, if you're trying to line up defence and you've got Walker, you've got Kiri, and then you're watching Manu floating around to play the ball around the ruck, it just it, it creates absolute havoc. Uh, and in the first 20, 30 minutes of that game versus the Bunnies, they just got destroyed through the middle. Cameron Cameron Murray went off early with a HIA. And yeah. From then on, it was game over. They yeah. just basically bullied the Bunnies through the centre part of the field. Um, it, it, he needs to play, I think, if they're going to be a genuine chance in, in winning the comp. Now, we touched on this a little bit earlier, the future of Kebby Walters um, apparently fighting for his job. Broncos' third straight year without finals, first time in the club's history. Um, this was in the Korea Mail. Broncos lost five of their last six games of the season. Walters off contract at the end of next season. So this is the time when you want to be starting to renegotiate your contract moving forward. I don't think he's in trouble. Yeah, not yet. Not yet. Um Again, I, I, whenever I look at will, it, will a club keep a coach or not, I look at who would you potentially replace him with. And there's just not a lot of coaches out there to, to replace someone like Kev at the Broncos. Look, I, I honestly think that, yes, they've had a bad back end of the year. And teams who aren't used to winning and getting into those positions, sometimes nerves can get the better out of you better of you and you, you lose some tight ones. And then the games that really counted, the wheels had completely come off. You know, and you can't underestimate that sort of mental side of the game when you're going into those games that you know you must win. But they are going to be better off being in that position. Now, they've had Adam Reynolds who's come in, who's clicked that team together. And it's a Kevy Walters masterstroke, I think, for being able to sign someone like him to get the best out of guys like Carrigan. Um, I know you're saying Payne Haas, you know, there's a question mark on whether you get rid of him. I think one of the things they have to do over the, the off-season is massage that, get that into a position where they get him playing for the team and you know, being close to his family and make it really count for him. But I really think, you know, Herbie Farmworth was fantastic. Katoni Staggs, I don't think he's playing his best footy. You look at the wingers, you had Oates who had an outstanding season and you had Cobbo who I think is going to be an absolute genuine superstar. They've got the hallmarks of going back to the glory days and being a great Broncos team. Um, yes, it's disappointing, but as an overall look, if you said they're going to finish ninth and it was going to come down to the last two rounds before finals, whether they're going to be in finals contention, you said that at the start of the year, I would have laughed it off. So, you know, I might be on my own, but I really am bullish on the Broncos 
going one better next year and getting into the finals, i.e. a bit like what the Cowboys have done. And Kevy gets some bad press. He gets out, he gets emotional, and he gets fired up. Tyson Gamble comes out and says he's an old-school coach. Well, that's fine. It's kind of like, well, we need that. But what he's done around that group is hired some good assistant coaches, which Tyson also um, uh, commented on and saying, oh, we go to assistant coaches when we need them and we do that. And, you know, Kevy's whole job is to mastermind everything in and around him. You know, they always say with coaching, hire people that are smarter than you to do the things that you're not so good at. And he's done that with Reynolds. Mm. Um, anyway, I'm sort of looking forward to seeing how they are going to go next year. But I think I'll, I'll put money on it that they'll make the eight. It's right what you say, though, James. Like, if you're going to get rid of a coach, any coach at the moment, who would you put in? There's yeah. just not coaches out there. I mean, um, Justin Holbrook. Sadly, <laughs> <laughs> sadly, I, I thought uh, earlier in the season, every time someone's job was under um, under fire, I was kind of thinking it would be nice to see Paul Green. Yeah. Um, so well, we were saying the same names for every uh, job that came up. Paul Green, Shane Flanagan. It's the same names, wasn't it? Consistently. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, they ended up getting none of the jobs, yeah. which was surprising. But uh, I think what you've seen at the Tigers, right, is if you fire a coach without uh, having one ready to go, it can get can, worse. It can get worse. Unintended consequences is teams can go backwards just as quickly as you want them to go forwards. Yeah. Um, and we've given Kevy, and I'd love to. I'd love to get some comments after twelve rounds of the season or eighteen rounds when they were when they were in the four and they lost the. Top. I would have loved to have seen. Oh, Kevy's done this with the Broncos, and what a turnaround, and what that, and how different six games makes, mm. and all of a sudden the daggers are out. Like, who'd want to be a coach? Or but also, I, it's so different the conversation if you miss out on finals, but your run was towards the end, like you just missed finals yeah. and it would have been like, oh, they turned their season around. You yeah. know what I mean? That's so right. the conversation just ends up being so different. Yeah. Did you see the story? Uh, I think it came out yesterday that Selwyn Cobbo missed the, um, or was 30 minutes late to the captain's run. Mm. Yeah. And then he they slept still, in. Yeah. They still picked him in the team. Mm. Mm. Um, I think it's just some of that stuff where. 30 minutes is a long time. It's a long time. I think standards have started to slip a little bit for the Broncos since origin. Mm. And it's, it's tough. Like Selwyn's what, 19 years old. He's had a massive year, copped a huge concussion in that last game of origin, but he's ridden the highs and lows of the season. Um, and I think it's just a general fatigue thing for the Broncos. Yeah, well, look, uh, and, and and along with those things where you're you're, you're doing those little one percenters or whatever, those one percenters in your team can be as big or as small as you like. You know, the Cowboys had a couple of guys miss the the team bus by a minute, and they go, "Oh, that's that's just you can't do that. That's absolutely out of line." You know, bang, they're going to miss the next training. That's not our bar and not our standards. But as a team, you can, you know, you're taking the mitigating circumstances. If the kid has just slept in, the kid was genuinely tired and done something. I like to put it in as a whole. It was interesting the fact that he was given the week off the week before because he needed a rest. Rest, He yeah. just said, um, which some people were critical of that, but I don't think you can be critical if someone puts their hands up and go, I'm just done. I need a week off. Yeah, because we talk about mental health all the time. Then you have to kind of practice what you preach. Like right. if someone needs a rest, we you need to have a rest. But interesting that the socks should have had that chat today. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, yeah. Can I have a half hour? Do you want to rest? Yeah, I told you you can go have a little nap and you can come, but you got to come back good for the half right, half we'll an hour. Go, we'll go we, to an ad break. I'll we have get a, quick a comment from producer Brooksy, but he's in sleep, yeah, asleep he, in the studio he's next in the door. Other studio. We're just, <laughs> it's James, Alex, and, and myself at the moment. This 
This is NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Robson Civil. Join Robson Civil Projects. Jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. After the break, we will look ahead to the week one finals. Follow Crunch Time on Dabble. Go on, have a dabble. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. All right, it wouldn't be another beautiful Sunday afternoon unless we got to speak to the lovely Josh from Dabble. How are you, mate? And how did our bets go this far, so far this weekend? Sock, I think that's the first time anyone's ever called me lovely. Not even my <laughs> missus would say that. Uh, but I appreciate it. Yeah, look, uh, the Crunch Time NRL team didn't have a win. But Scotty Statler had a $9 multi. He was texting me last night to let me know that he's finally won one. So of course he was. he's finally got one over the uh, Crunch Time NRL team. Beautiful. Um, so Scotty's on fire. What have you got for us today? Anything uh, exciting or that can beat a $9 multi from Scott Sattler? Well, we're looking at the uh, Raiders to get the job done over the Tigers. I know Broncos fans are probably praying at the moment to whatever God they they believe in. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. The Sharks still win by over 13 as well. We also got a uh, nice little Sunday scorers multi to go with that as well. Uh, Ronaldo across the line and uh, Jack White and anything you like in there. Uh, yeah, what's Ronaldo? Well, he scored what? He scored last game. He's he's a bit mm. like an Alex Johnson. He's sort of you know every other week or every week he's scoring tries. That, what are we getting for that? What sort of odds are we getting for that? Yeah, it's five dollars seventy four. So I reckon that's pretty decent, uh, considering he does find himself on that wing. Yeah, what about the Roosters after that big win? They surely they're coming and they're playing red hot football the last month. Yeah, they're in just about seven bucks, so they're doing all right at the moment. You can uh, check out all the action happening on the Dabble app. Follow the Crunch Time NRL team. Follow Stats 13 and go on. Have a dabble, dabble socially and gamble responsibly. Enjoying Crunch Time banter? Check out Dabble banter channels and copy Crunch Time bets. Go on, have a dabble, gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. This is NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Robson Civil. With over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience, visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. Been operating with half a Steve O'Keefe and I'm about to operate with half a James Magnuson because he is freaking at this mm. Newcastle for Cronulla 6. It's not the scoreline that would give you immense confidence with your betting. No, Cronulla just look a little off the boil today. You um, need Cronulla to win. I need Cronulla and Canberra to win to cap off multiple multis I've had across the week that will be... Mm. Gamble responsibly. Big. You have not. A big payday. I just can't <laughs> wait for the Knights to win this. This by 13 plus and just to bury, <laughs> yeah. bury you after this garbage talk of me turning up. Are you huh? off, James, today? Oh, yeah. No, you're not I'm far g- behind you, so don't worry. Hey. Bring it on, you two. You're off me. Yeah. I gave you permission to have a nap. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, which, is, which is soon going to turn into an absolute request. Oh, yeah, I'm going to have a Selwyn Cobbo, yeah. Yeah. Done. 30 minutes. <laughs> Week one of the finals, 1v4 Panthers v Eels at Bluebet Stadium. That's uh, a juicy, juicy little matchup, isn't it? Is it not? Yeah. I was just looking at their away record. So they've got the best away record. Uh, outside of the Cowboys, so they're eight and four away. Yeah, eight and four away from home. They've had two wins, be the Panthers. And I think yeah. if you could have dreamt this up two to three weeks ago, how you would like the top mm. four to shape up, I would love nothing more than to see the Panthers v the Eels, and it's going to happen. Um, how do you guys see this one playing out? I see the Panthers are. Uh, 
Nathan Cleary coming back and absolutely putting on a clinic. After being sent off seven weeks ago for pole driving. Yes. Yes. Uh, Yeah, so that's his first game. So do you think that will affect the way that he plays or his fitness or he might be a bit nervous, a bit off? Do you really think it matters? No, not not Cleary. And he's also, it's different because he's not coming back from an injury like he has before. He's still around the side. He's still training with the side. He's still got the same intensity. So... No, I don't think it'll affect him at all. He's an ultimate professional. Yeah, yeah they'll yeah. come out red hot, Penrith. Uh, the secret for Parramatta, for mine, when I look at stats and when they perform well and when they don't. So the other night, uh, Junior Paulo ran for over 200 metres and oh, I think Campbell Gillard was maybe 190. It was, it, yeah, I think Campbell Gillard was nearly man of the match. His performance yeah. was... So basically, if you contain Campbell Gillard and Paulo, you go a long way to winning. If if they get a roll on, then the, the, the Parramatta side play off the back of it. And um, Mitch Moses and Dylan Brown are in awesome form leading into this final series, which is... Very timely for Parramatta compared to this time last year when they kind of limped into the finals. Mm. Um, so it's going to, yeah, it's going to be an awesome game, awesome matchup. I, I don't know which one I'm more excited about, that game or South's first Roosters um, in an elimination final. That's going to have a bit of, bit about it as well. I think the Souths are, I think Souths are dropping off. You think they're done? Yeah. Mm. I, I think they should have had a played with a lot more intensity against the Roosters. There was... You know, a lot to play for in terms of the turf war that had happened all week. They weren't allowed to train on there. They they want to now play there next year. And Roosters are saying, uh, well, the stadium saying, no, we've got a contract. Yeah. So, um, I think it's a bit of a rope-a-dope. Just suck them in a little bit. What, <laughs> it was, what was it? It was the Roosters Parramatta where they got dusted. Dragons. Dragons. Oh, 09, where they lost by, what was it? They lost They, they, lost, they lost the first round game and then, and then won yeah. 30 Thirty-nine to nil or something like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, so I think you could be. There could be. I a think little there's bit a little of a bit boss. of a rope of dope. we've come in. We lost Cam Murray early. You know, we still fought pretty well. Um, you know, the Roosters are playing good footy at the moment. Tedesco is outstanding. They won't have Joey Manu. Won't have Joey Manu. South spring back Cook. Cool. Murray and uh, the coach Demetrio. Demetrio, <laughs> yeah, the coach. Yeah. But I just think and uh, Latrell was quiet. It was very quiet, which yeah. is uh, uncharacteristic I, I, for a big match. I could match. sense that they were switched off. You know, you could yeah. sort of you didn't get that same buzz or same intensity. Um, you know, I, I don't know where Isaac Thompson's out. He might be out for the season, which is a big loss. So they had uh, Paolo playing on the on the edge along with Tass. So the Campbell Graham as well was another big miss. Um, yeah, look, Roosters go in favourites, and they are playing. Week in, week out, playing better and better. So, you know, they're a smoky, I think, to win the flag. You know, they're at seven, win the premiership. I think they're playing $7 to win the premiership. Bit of value there. Now, you're going to yeah. have um, Sharks and the Cowboys. That that fixture won't change, but where it will change, where it will be played will change. It'll either be at Points Bet Stadium, depending on this game, um, if the Sharks beat uh, the Knights or Queensland Country Bank Stadium. I think the home side advantage is bigger in this game than probably any other. Oh, yeah. 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 If the Cowboys can get a home game, that's massive for them. Mm. Um, likewise, the Sharks, they'll be very hard to beat at Shark Park. So there's a lot on the line in this current game, and it's currently 6-all. Uh, we've got 14 minutes left in the first half. Uh, Knights on the attack. Not freaking yet. Not freaking yet. I, I think the Sharks can turn it on at any given point, but they certainly haven't come out blazing in this first half. 
Um, five and eight, Storm and Raiders, or potentially the Broncos, if there was an absolute disaster against the Well, we've run Tigers. some numbers for you here, Jalissa. Go just on. As, um, uh, so we could be looking at a 56 to two scoreline, oh. um, just in case it, it's 56 nil and, uh, what was it? Canberra wanted to go for the two. They're very, um, yeah, that'd be very Canberra. Uh, yeah. Uh, 60 to six or maybe 81 to 17 with a few four goals <laughs> put in there. Uh, Potentially gives you the same result. 81 to 17. Yeah. Okay. That would be an entertaining game. I, yeah, wow. Um, um, thoughts? Well, I've got a lot of thoughts of the ways that we could, like, stuff this up. Like, I've, I'm vibing, like, a short kickoff when we just need, you know, two. A Cameron, a Cameron Munster kickoff of, you know, of the, of the kickoff and kicks yeah. it out in the fall. And yeah. Siren's yeah. gone. These You're 52-0 down the and they real, kick it from halfway. These are the dangerous games for the Raiders. There's always the ones where they need to, where they should win yeah. um, very comfortably are the ones where they absolutely capitulate. Am I right in saying the Raiders are a bit of a bogey side for the Storm? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, always. So they'd be happy about that matchup. I would have liked an Eels matchup because okay. the Eels are due for just an erratic loss, you know? Yeah, like, like, a, like, a, like a Bulldogs v Para loss where they get yeah. up 32 to 6. Yeah, yeah, like every few just... weeks they're like cruising along. You're like, yeah, this is a final side. And then, bam, they get 40 points bottom than them by yeah, like someone like, in the bottom four. Happened? Yeah. I can't see that though. I think the way that Moses and Dylan Brown at the moment is, yeah, Dylan Brown is playing career. But he is moving on glass at the moment. He's sidestepping in and around the – Trial on inside 10 metres. He's playing touch footy. You, you can't get mm. a hand on him. Yeah. yeah. He's brilliant. Uh, yeah, but I am a bit concerned about – I am concerned about the Tiger. Did you, James Tamo's last game too. What if they – You know what really frustrates me about that James Tamo is he got one week off for being a good bloke. When do you go into those meetings which, are, you know, justice is meant to be blind and then they go and they go, oh, no, he's a good fellow. We're not going to give him two weeks. We normally would. We'll give him one and give him the send-off. I'm on the wrong side of the argument on this. Uh, you're, yep. you're saying he deserves that. Absolutely he deserves the good bloke card. One. He, he walked off. He walked off the yep. field, yep. then turned around yep. and then gave him another and, golf foot. And if that what was, about the children? If that, if that, <laughs> if that was another kids? player... I.e. insert any name, any troublemaker game of the yep. thing, oh, that yep. would be back page ruled out. This is a disgrace because it's James Tarmow. Yep. Who and you told know what the ref for he's kids incompetent. Is you know what the lesson for kids is there? Be a decent person and when you make one stuff up, people will forgive you. That is the lesson. Don't be a crappy person all the time. <laughs> Because then when you do something like that, everyone's going to view in, you in the context of you're a crappy person. But he's a good – no, I am – I was so for him being able to play. I've got a, a, a different view altogether. I think the match review committee actually punished him by saying you have to play one more game for the West Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially. We could give you two weeks, but you get – yeah. Yeah, okay, like. he, okay. No, he's been an incredible ambassador for the game. Um, he's done a lot in the game. He had a – Terrible moment. He had lost his um, he lost his former coach in Paul Green a few weeks before. He was in a very high pressure game. I think it was just you know what people are human, and we can take into account the human element of here's a week because you did something naughty, but you generally are a pretty good bloke. So you lose by seventy, and you turn around and give the the, the, the referee who's just doing his job, who's an absolutely I'm not saying outstanding the incident, bloke. No, I'm not saying the incident <laughs> was okay. I'm not saying the incident was okay. The incident was absolutely disgusting and disgraceful. But if a player who is a absolute disgrace all the time does that, 
rule them out for four weeks. If you're generally a pretty good person, that's the lesson there. The lesson is not what actually happened on the field. The lesson was the press conference after. Mm. Show your kids that. Don't show your kids what happened on the field. I don't have kids, so I can say all these things. <laughs> Jalissa. Yeah, yeah Ricky, yeah. Ricky, yeah. Ricky. No, I, I will. Yeah, anyway, I hope, like he doesn't, hope he doesn't score against the Raiders. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I hope he doesn't blow up. Yeah. No, if he, um, if he has an absolute cracker against the Raiders, then he should have been suspended for four weeks. <laughs> um, this is NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Robson Civil. Join Robson Civil Projects. Jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. We will be back after the break with something. Welcome back to NRL Crunch Time. You're with Jaleesa Raps, James Magnuson and Steve O'Keefe. James, we've got some text. Do you want to read? Yeah, a couple of texts. First one from Dunny. He says, that's a great take, J.A., on the uh, time hour incident. And he says, sock, shush. <laughs> sock the saint. Sock the saint, shush. Mm. Back help. in your box Can't over there, sock. You, yeah, he's being a bit sarcastic. Anyway, uh, Another one here about uh, the Titans. He says, g'day, guys. Sexton was told he would have an experience 5'8", that being Fogarty. The Titans wouldn't give Fogarty a three-year contract. Fogarty wasn't let go. He left. So that's how AJ ended up at 5'8". He only played 5'8 as a kid. Yeah, I don't think any of us have a problem with Brimson at 5'8". We want him to stay there. Mm. He's been moved around all year. He's been fullback, 5'8", you know, in and out. It's just been so much disruption at the Titans, particularly through their spine. Mm. Um. Looking up at the score now, it's 12, Cronulla leading the Newcastle Knights 6. James is feeling a little bit more... Yeah, relaxed. length of the field try by Luke Metcalf. He looks quite a player, uh, Luke Metcalf. I think he's going to be a massive signing for the Warriors. Um, hopefully he doesn't uh, follow what is a bit of a pattern where players' careers go to die at the Warriors sometimes. Hopefully he blossoms over there. <laughs> <laughs> Time for now for what we're gearing up to. Thanks to Dometic. Make your next adventure effortless with the Dometic Go Collection. Just pack, stack, and go. Are you good, Zach? Yeah? No? <laughs> <laughs> Am I doing something wrong? I'm reading no. my notes. No. West Tigers and um, the Raiders. Oh, hang on. What? We've got an intercept here. Go Length on. of the field. Dominic Young for the Knights off oh, the scrum wow. play. He's intercepted and gone the full length of the field, so that'll tie us up at 12-all with four minutes to go in the first half, Newcastle and Cronulla. Are you okay, James? <laughs> <laughs> Are we all okay? <laughs> uh, for what you're gearing up for, thanks to Dometic, um, West Tigers and the Raiders, what are you gearing up for, Steve? Well, yeah, I think it'll be – I'm going to go home and watch the footy uh, and have three hours sleep, which will be – uh, you know, really lovely. Um, is that what you're gearing up for? <laughs> yeah, that's that's my gearing up for is my is my bedtime. Uh, I don't know. I don't have anything else planned but watching the footy this afternoon, Jalissa. <laughs> cool. That's that's my go. Cool. I am gearing up for a James Tarmo <laughs> for his final game for the West Tigers. Um, I, as much as I want the Raiders to obviously win because we need the win. And mm. I think it's in the context of our season too. You need to finish going into finals with a win. Um, but, uh, I, I hope James Tamo has a good farewell, like the good man that he is. He is a good man. <laughs> <laughs> we is may, it? we may also be farewelling Leichhardt Oval based off comments this week. Mm. This, this may be the last rugby league game we see at Leichhardt for quite some time. So right. I'm gearing up for a big Raiders win. I want a decisive victory for the Raiders. Because you're um, betting? Because of my betting. But also I think if Raiders are to be a force in the finals, they need to go in with 
with momentum. So they need a big win here against the Tigers. And if the Raiders don't beat the West Tigers, I'm gearing up for Ricky Stewart's head to explode clean off his shoulders. So well, that would be, if they win, is that eight out of their last nine? Oh, six or, or uh, yeah. six? Yeah. I think they're seven from eight going into this. Yeah. 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 I so know that they've really nine. ruined my tipping because I kept tipping against them. Oh, yeah. that's tough. Oh, well, you know, I do that strategically for my own happiness. So it's a win-win. Yeah. Yeah. It's a win-win, but also I genuinely didn't believe in them. (laughs) (laughs) It's been an incredible run home. And even Ricky, who was commented as saying uh, in one of his presses, is like everyone's written us off. So he loves playing this underdog card. Yeah. Yeah, no one's expecting us to make it. No one's expecting us to win. And they have come out and Mm. at every hurdle done well. Now, they've had a bit of luck with the Broncos getting done, but – in, and Broncos getting done by 50 and 50 and then yeah. losing against the Dragons, mm. which you would have expected. But yeah. I don't know. I, I I don't think they've got the strike force or the power to go through and win. But when you've got a team that that's red hot playing with belief and in that underdog status, anything can happen. Yeah. Um, I don't think Melbourne's playing as good as what you know we, we're used to seeing Melbourne doing. They're a little bit being inconsistent over the last month, although being you know playing reasonably good footy. So I think the matchup next week, the one that I'll be – most keen on seeing is how well the Raiders do when they have to finally play a top four team, which they haven't really had to play in the yeah. last month. Yeah, you're right. Um, and there is the Storm that they will be playing, which they have an incredible record against the Storm. Yeah. Down in Melbourne too, they have a really good record. So it's great. It's ju- Storm and the Sharks, for some reason, they've got good records against. Against, yeah. yeah. And I was kind of thinking five weeks ago that we would see, say, it was going to be the Rabbitohs and Brisbane at six and seven, which I thought would have been great. And then you would have had Para and Penrith, in the middle, and then you've got, you know, the Cowboys and Sharks, who are two teams that you wouldn't have expected to be there, who would have mm. been playing off in round one. So there are all these really good, juicy lineups. And as it's turned out, they all still are. They've got all got great storylines. Yeah. Like when you're leading yeah. into it, yeah. you get the first couple of minutes where they come in and they show where one team's come from. You know, if you looked at the the Canberra at the start of the season, two two and nine or two from nine to start the season. You just thought, oh, wow, their, their year's over. They were the faders. They couldn't score points in the second half. And then managed right, to the sort faders. of – Yeah, they just started to, you know, creep in and get some wins. And I remember Ricky saying, oh, you know, I wish I had this run home. You know, other teams would be wishing they had the run home that we had, almost calling out these other teams and saying, you know what, we're going to we're going to trounce all these teams that we've got done because we've had a tough draw. And to his credit, they've done exactly that. Ricky Stewart and Craig Bellamy also have such a long um, history, history and yeah. such a tight friendship too that that's always interesting to Close see. Close one. Yeah, yeah, turning point, I think, was when they played the Warriors. I think they were down 14 nil at half time against the Warriors and I thought, oh, this is it. They're going to, you know, the Warriors not a lot to play for. They're playing at home. And I felt, oh, geez, this is, this is the wheels are going to come off here. They're not going to get done. And to their credit, they had a team. I remember watching that. A team huddle out in the middle of the field and Ricky was like just – Complete your sets, kick the corners. Our opportunities will come, and they ended up, you know, steamrolling and coming over the top. And I thought, wow, this is a different looking outfit to what I'd sort of expected from the Raiders, who barely could put points on in the second half of the most half of the season. So, yeah. James, what are you gearing up for? Uh, yeah, gearing up for a Raiders win. Just a couple of things in the Raiders. I think there's a, a few players that could be Smokies mm. for the Australian squad at the end of the year. Mm. I think Hudson Young's oh, yeah, form Hudson Young in the last sure. two months of the comp has been really impressive. He, he'll probably be fighting for a position in the squad against the likes of Sean Lane, who's also had a really big um, oh, his, final his, month of the year. 
I, yeah. I didn't realise how big Sean Lane was until he stood next to Andrew yeah. Johns yeah. in an interview. He's very big. He's over two metres. Yeah. yeah. It was like, I just, you don't get that. Because he's lean. Yeah, you don't get yeah. that perspective. Joey is a bit of a jockey height though. He is, yeah. I've yeah, stood next to Joey and he's a little bit. height, five, four foot three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ordering on it being a dwarf. But it's, <laughs> he, he's been so good down that left-hand side. And you yeah, can understand really good, why because yeah. his offloads are amazing. I'm like, how, how does he keep making the offloads? His arms... But there must be three metres long, his arms. He just continually causes havoc down that left-hand side. And then I saw our toilet, and then it, all of a sudden it made sense. And he got interviewed, and he said, you know what? Um, you know, I'm playing as good as I always thought I could play, but I've got the team around me who's given me a lot of confidence, and, you know, we're seeing the best footy from him now. It was funny. Uh, Ricky earlier in the week seemed still a little bit salty when he was talking. I think it was maybe on an RL 360 about the fact that Hud, he was like, I mentioned Hudson Young and um, Jack White for Origin and mm. how they should have been in Origin. And mm. I'm thinking, Ricky, we don't want to lose our players. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I'm happy for them not to play Origin. I'm, I'd rather a premiership. Yeah. Um, all right. We will be back after the break, after crunch time at 3 p.m. Coverage of the West Tigers and the Raiders, Drew Forbes, Gary Freeman and Gary Bell with the call. We'll be back after the break. You oldest blame everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> what did you call me? What did you call me? Tell Ke- the listeners. Kevy Walters. <laughs> why, why are you calling me Kevy Walters? Oh, because I was just trying to, you know, because you were saying that wasn't in your notes. You know, we're just going to blame everyone mm. else, but, you know. You the, seem the, to be backpedaling. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Is my mic on? This is NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Robson Civil. Now, I did make a little mistake. We didn't review the Bulldogs, probably because I forgot they existed. Yeah. Go on, James. What, That's happened, right. in the, oh, what the... happened in the Bulldogs? Go on, I'm dying to the know. Bulldogs bring in Reed Marnie and oh, Billy Army kick out next year, and I think they're specials for the top eight. So there you go, in a nutshell. So who are they kicking out of the current top eight? Uh... Canberra. <laughs> Canberra. Yeah, you've got you absolute extraordinary season if you went into the top eight, you know, after where you are now. Yeah, no, look, I think Seraldo is obviously very highly touted and um, I've been speaking to people at the club and everyone's pretty confident about the next couple of years under Seraldo. So how about the pressure as a as fair Seraldo? bit of pressure for Seraldo. Yeah. Like yep. you're the one that's gonna that's Kieran Foran pressure at the Titans. Yeah, probably more so. And he's got Gus just hovering over his shoulder with ready to drop the axe at any given time. But um, no, I think the dogs are in a really good position. So feeling good about it. I want to feel as confident about your Raiders this afternoon, J.A. Give me the final word on the Raiders. Why are they going to win? Uh, they might not. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> anyway, this has been NRL Crunch Time. Thank you very much, Sock. Uh, sorry we picked on you. Thank you, James Magnus. Go and have a sleep, Sock. We'll be back uh, next week. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.